Hello guys and welcome to episode 10 of the Caged In podcast. This is the final episode where I will be doing this journey solo. Any more on from there that I do do solo will be out of choice or conflict issues with getting a guest on. This episode we will be talking about Never on a Tuesday. I've never seen this film which kind of brings me to the rules. I'm going to get this done up front. I normally put it in a bit later, but this is for anyone who's listened to the podcast before can skip this section if they want. It should be about 30 seconds to a minute, maybe a bit longer. I do tend to ramble at times. So the two rules I kind of have for this podcast are no distractions, so phones, tablets, laptops, all off, all on airplane mode, just me and the film, notes, lights off, really, really focused on it, giving it my full attention, and no expectations. So with that, if I haven't seen a film, like a lot of these films in the first nine episodes, I hadn't seen them, I don't look up any scores, scores I leave to the end. I make up and form my own opinion, and then I look back at, I do three different scoring systems. So it's IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes and Roger Ebert. So obviously later films might not have a Roger Ebert score, but they're the three I'm going for for now. So my opinions and then at the end we see if I'm with the opinions of the, with the, opinions of the masses or if I'm a fucking lone wolf, rogue agent. No idea what's going on. So we've got that out of the way. And a little bit more housekeeping. Um, As always guys. Please rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. I always say it. uh, But it really does help. uh, The podcast. Just get it out. Uh, Even if you don't do that. Just tell a mate. Just tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell anyone. Tell someone in the street. Go hey. Do you like Nicolas Cage? Do you like films? Do you like hearing a man suffer? Well if you do. Listen to the Cajun podcast. <laughs> uh, you can also listen to this on um, Acast and Stitcher or SoundCloud, wherever. And the social media as well. Like, get involved, guys. Uh, let me hear what you have to say about these films. If you're watching along or if you've seen any of these films and you have varied opinions to mine or we're living in an echo chamber and your opinions are the same as mine, hit me up. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are all at Caged In Pod, or you can always get me on the email, which is cagedinpod at gmail.com. So let's get on to with today's episode. As I said, it's going to be Never on a Tuesday. It was released in 1989, and that is all the facts I have about this film, apart from obviously that Nicolas Cage is a key role in the film. So, before we get into all of that, I'm going to do five to ten minutes in the cage cage. Uh, Obviously, next episode when I have my guest, I'm going to see how long they can withstand in the cage cage. And then I'm going to start doing a leaderboard moving on from there. So, of my guests, who can stay in there longest? Who can warp their mind? Who can mangle it? Will they become stir crazy as me? Time will only tell. Let's roll the theme music. Feels like I've been awake for days. Watch a film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun. Valley girl face off an army of one. 
Deadpool Corner, Lord of War, The Wicker Man, Trespass, and so many more. Know how it starts, I don't know how it ends. The first ten are solo, then it's me and some friends. No distractions, no expectations. Over the weeks, hear my frustrations. I guess the podcast is about to begin. I'm your host, Petra Plasilevus, and I'm caged in. Right, I'm ready, I'm caged, I'm in the zone. Let's get on with this. Let's watch this film. Never on a Tuesday, guys. Recording this on Tuesday. How ironic. Didn't even mean to do that. So, there's only one thing left to do. It's time to kick my feet up, turn my phone off, and get raging with Cage. Right, so where do I even begin with this one, guys? Um, oh, fucking hell. Yes, films like this that make me question doing this whole thing. And, uh, oh boy. Um, right, so, Never on Tuesday. I kept saying Never on a Tuesday. It's called Never on Tuesday. Started off bad. It's going to get worse. Um... Yeah, if you can tell by my tone, I thought this film was fucking shit. Right, so, what the fuck happens? So, it starts off with home video footage, a voiceover of two fucking buffoons talking about how girls in LA are going to be so much better than the girls where they live. They say, say, goodbye Ohio, California. Here we come. Then we got our two protagonists, uh, Matt and Eddie in the car. Eddie's feeling self-conscious about his hair. He's trying to redo his hair. Matt's like, why are you worrying about it, Eddie? Why are you worrying about it? And they start they start scuffling and then getting a getting a car crash and then it's a fucking it's a it's a wreck. The cars are fucking written off like this film. It's a fucking wreck. And uh, they argue for a bit about who's going to go see if the person's dead or not. They leave the car. It's, uh, it's an unscathed, attractive woman. Um, Eddie runs back to the car to do his hair because he's like, oh, got to look... Got it good. The whole thing was just like a fucking shit Levi's advert, basically. It was terrible. It's terrible, guys. Sorry, I should sound a bit more enthusiastic about doing this podcast. Um, yeah, they... She, they, they, she asked what they were doing in the car, and this is where it's like... It's where it starts to get bad and then gets worse. Just like the the sexual politics in this. It's like the whole film was, I don't know, a teenage boy's fantasy. Like, she asks what they're doing and they declare, we're doing any gay stuff. Like, uh, yeah, like that's, that's something to be ashamed of. And uh, then they argue o- over who's going to have a... Like yeah, who's gonna who's gonna be the one to have her first, and stuff like that. It's just oh, 
fucking hell. Then we find a you think's going to be, I thought they were leading up to a decent plot that they were going to have to help her to get to New York by Monday because she announced she has to get to New York by Monday. No, no, it's not. The film is basically them by the side of the road with their fucked cars. Um, yeah, she says she's got to get their cars back to, like, a town and exchange details. What do they both do? Stare at her tits. Oh, and before this, before that happened... Um, a car screeches up a red Ferrari and, um, Nick Cage gets out and says this. Is anybody hurt? No, everybody's fine. Did I get somebody a lift? No, man, that's all right. Uh, got everything under control. And like that, he just drives out of our lives for the fucking duration of this film. That is all we have of Nicolas Cage in this film. I fucking shit the bed on this one, guys. I did not do... That's what happens when you don't do research. You don't find out that he is just a cameo role and has nothing to do in this film. He looks nothing like himself. He's got this weird voice that he's putting on. He's got this big-ass witch's nose on. Um, That's it. That's all we got from Cage. But I watched this film, so I'm going to tell you how it fucking ends. So, yeah, they get annoyed. um, they got to fill out insurance as uh, Eddie thinks that... (laughs) He would have been shagging the girl. So, like, if if it weren't for this guy, it weren't for his mate Matt, and um, yeah, they try and um, they try and fix the cars. They have no luck, and they just have a little perv. Um, she all of a sudden seduces them, um, gets them in real close, like sat either side of her. They're they're fucking going nuts. They're ready. They're fucking boner central. And she drops the bomb on them that she's a lesbian. Which then brings up some horrible, horrible, I don't know, yeah, (laughs) misogynistic views in this film. Um, They start going on about how lesbians can be turned and it's it's a matter of, (laughs) she hasn't had the right man yet and the whole thing is like a weird music video um it's just laden with fantasies as a fantasy right at this point in the film of eddie kind of seducing her in a pool and having sex with her and and we we get flashes of stuff like this throughout the film and it's fucking it's crap guys um yeah, she tells them about her assignment she has in uh, New York and 
the person who's called her out there is her girlfriend um who's a model and she's got to go do some photography uh then uh bolt out of the blue it kind of seems like they have this thing they can use at their disposal any time in this film the director has decided because they're on the side of the road they can drop in fucking annoying characters just to do a little bit of shtick and then they're gone so who do they drop in now gilbert fucking godfrey he did the voice of uh the parrot uh in aladdin uh, he's in Problem Child. You know the guy's got a real irritating voice. You know, like like that kind of thing. Um, he's a travelling salesman. Tries selling him a brush. Pretty much does his little shtick. Bang. He's out of there. Uh, the film is made up of a lot of montage stuff. Like, get a scene of them playing catch in the desert. Matt Perv's on Tuesday. Who's the girl. Um... He has this weird wedding fantasy, like she's carried him into the room. Then they have sex, and then out of the fantasy, and she's saying, I need to go to the toilet, can you guys look away? And you can tell they're just trying to catch a glimpse and keep going on about how they can turn her straight, and that you can't, like Eddie is posed with the question, what if someone tried to turn you gay? And he says, you can turn someone gay straight because it's natural, but you can't turn a straight person gay because it's unnatural. Which, for me, alarm bells are ringing because it's like, these are fucking abhorrent views. Um, yeah. Um, next, they argue about the crash and who, who, who's to blame, they all start blaming each other, then they all huff off, and it's kind of like a stop motion for a little bit, of them just kind of sitting there, and Tuesday tries to resolve it all, cracks a shit joke, and they all laugh about it, and then it cuts to the evening, they're all by a campfire, sharing like their first kissing stories, and stuff like that, and then Tuesday gets them to tell them about their first times having sex. And they just... Terrible teenage boy stories. You can tell that Eddie's is a fucking lie off the bat. Tuesday tells them about hers and it's tender and it's quite sweet. And how her like first love died in a car crash. Um, and then they get onto the topic of how Matt and Eddie were friends before high school then kind of drifted apart and then became friends again which I thought could have been a nice kind of tender moment in the film where you kind of see that thing of friendship that like you can persevere with someone and you can like it doesn't matter or you might you might have found out a darker side of Eddie but what do they do they pan away to um Eddie having another sex fantasy about Tuesday. As I said, this film is basically the mind of a fucking teenage boy. And, uh, yeah, then we get a ghost story told by Matt, and it's like there's mist coming in, and all of a sudden there's the backing dancers from Thriller. And then we get Eddie slow dancing with Tuesday and Mac 
cuts in and what do we get here? Oh, yep, we get another sexual fantasy. It's like it's a back and forth of those two having sexual fantasies about this lesbian lady. And I just don't know what the film is trying to tell you because it's just fucking crap. Um, This fantasy is really weird as well. It's him as an old man with Tuesday on his side bragging about her and she kind of answers in monosyllabic answers to all his kind of grand gestures. And then they have sex on a dinner table in front of a load of guests and all that kept going through my mind was this line from a Kanye West song. What if we fuck right in the middle of this motherfucking dinner table? What if we fucked at this Vogue party? Will we be the life for the whole party? I like to think that Kanye West is a massive fan of this film and that's what inspired that line of that song. Wouldn't that be fucking great? That would make him the life and soul of the whole party, in my eyes. Then we get the next day and Matt is having a breakdown because he feels like he's going to die. They're running out of water. They're running out of time and decides to um, decides to run to the nearest town. Gets about 20 metres down the road and fucking heads back. Um, passes out. And it, yep, yeah, another fucking sex fantasy about Tuesday this time. It's a real fucking weird one. Uh, it's probably the first film I've just written what the fuck a lot of times in my notes. Um, this fantasy is him having sex on a four-poster bed in the middle of the desert with uh, Tuesday and there is like probably eight-year-old ballerinas just dancing around the bed um i don't know what that says about the filmmakers i don't know what that says about the actors but that's fucking weird guys that's um yeah that's some next level creepy shit um matt wakes up from his fucking deluded fantasies and uh they decide to have a little bit of fun with a camera. As I said, this whole film is like a crap music video. Extended hour and a long, hour and a half long. Levi's advert. You know, just terrible saccharine shit. Um, they take photos. Again, it's like quite fun. She's really into it. She's taking nice photos. The guys are like, yeah, can we have a go? Matt's the first one, what does he do? Just takes a picture of her ass, and then Eddie has a go, and what does he do? Yep, he takes a picture of her tits. It's just, they're fucking, they chat shit for ages. They're getting lethargic and pissed off. And Eddie reveals, like, didn't see it coming, he's a, he's a virgin. It was all, it was all bravado, he's fucking bullshitting, um, he gets, they wind him up and he gets pissed off, like, like there's something to be ashamed of, Tuesday takes him aside for a chat, which is kind of one moment of kind of redemption of these fucking abhorrent, stupid characters where she kind of tells him about that 
sex isn't a be all and end all that there's got to be some commitment and love and friendship you can have sex with however many people you want but if you don't have those things it is a fruitless endeavor and then bolt out of the blue just because the film is running out of steam and getting a little bit too serious what happens charlie fucking sheen turns up as some angry rocker gets matt at knife point and he fucking robs the guys blind he takes them for everything they've got and then pulls out a line from roadhouse the uh patrick swayze kind of b movie and um i didn't see his line coming um he gets confronted by eddie like just tells him to leave and he uses the line he used to rape guys like you in prison like in roadhouse it kind of kind of makes sense it's uh, one of the weirdest lines in film history but to be used in this up i don't know i didn't know if this film was some kind of avant-garde david lynch style depths into the weird and wonderful or if the directors and yeah, the filmmakers had no idea what they were fucking doing, and I have a feeling it was the latter. Um, so, yeah, for this whole time, Matt's been held at knife point, and the guy leaves, and Matt pulls $300 out of his shoe, divides it up between the three of them, and they say, you know what? We're going to walk. I see it. We finally decided let's fucking peel off and walk out of here. Oh, who turns up now? Judd fucking Nelson. We all know Judd Nelson from um, The Breakfast Club. Plays Bender. A fucking amazing role in an amazing film. Here he's playing some cop. He's fucking doing some wacky shtick about... You can't tell. I can tell. I thought maybe he was a psycho who had taking a cop's uniform apparently not he says he's going to call in their location get a tow truck get it sorted he's taking down the description of the guy who robbed them and then next thing you know there's another sexual fantasy of eddie shagging tuesday over a car for no apparent reason it just happens it's quite it's quite off putting it's just i didn't yeah i didn't i weren't having a good time guys i'm sure she would probably tell by my massive lack of enthusiasm with this one it i did not enjoy it at all uh one of the tow truck drivers who turns up is played by emilio estevez so this film is jam-packed with cameos but not a lot of substance like for the main characters um Eddie is played by Peter Berg and he pretty much reminded me of a subpar terrible version of Ethan Hawke and Matt Dillon. He's just irritating. Fuck. And then Matt is played by I don't Matt I think the actor's name is matt louder i'll double check one second let's have a look at that the actor's name who played andrew lauer he kind of reminded me of like a rick moranis 
Crispin Glover, like you can kind of get the idea. Yeah, more leaning to Crispin Glover. He's just fucking weird. Um, the tow truck guys ask if they spent. It's kind of a running theme throughout this film. Everyone who turns up, like, oh, you three guys spent the night out here. Kind of like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the guys. And just as if, like, as if they deserve, if she could have sit into their minds, they didn't deserve this at all. Like, a kind of giving them, like, the cred they want. She kisses both of them as if to insinuate that they had kind of had a wild, sexual, menage a trois-filled night. And they say their goodbyes, the cars are towed. And that's the end. And I just don't fucking care. Okay? This film was fucking crap. Um, yeah, like, uh, I think, I think I've been pretty clear of how I feel about that one. Um, I'm gonna hand it over now to whether I am with popular opinion whether this film is highly rated somehow whether it's an un- misunderstood masterpiece that I definitely misunderstood I'm going to have a look at what the IMDB Rotten Tomatoes and Roger Ebert scores are so i got to say first of all guys that this only has an IMDB score that I could find online uh, there's no Rotten Tomatoes. Roger Ebert probably did himself a favour and didn't watch this piece of shit. And the IMDb score is pretty reflective of my feelings of the film. It's a 4.6, considering the last two films, highly rated films, both 7.1 in the upper tiers, in the upper numbers, obviously, yeah, in the higher... Oh, you know what I mean. It's scored much better than this this has no kind of plaudits to it um a company were going to release it on dvd but then that company folded pretty much kind of yes kind of explains a lot really i'm not sure (laughs) i'm sure if they put it out they would have folded at a later point um oh Sorry about this one, guys. Uh, this film's fucking done me in. I was expecting a lot more Cage, and I feel disappointed. I feel disappointed in the film. I feel disappointed in myself. But most importantly, I feel disappointed in Nicolas Cage. That you'd put his name, his, 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 his often good name, often weird name, often, I don't know, yeah... So far, we've had a high success rate with the man. This one, oh boy. It used to be in the earlier ones, the ones that didn't have him a lot were pretty good films. But then we've kind of hit a stride of really good stuff. And then this one's just really, really left a sour, sour taste in my mouth. Um, I'm not sure if it's because coming off the back of Moonstruck, such a good film. Um, that this is just rubbish. Uh, yeah, it's fucking shit. Uh, so 
enough of this film. Let's put it where it definitely deserves to be in the fucking bin. Um, let's get on to what films we have coming up next. So, in nice four film chunks, as always. Um, next episode, I will be discussing Vampire's Kiss. Came out the same year as this, I know for a fact that Cage is in it whole way through it's pretty much nothing but the prick and then we have time to kill also from 1989 followed by firebirds the name sounds fucking great and then we have the 1990 wild at heart the david lynch directed nicholas cage starring behemoth i've seen it once I'm not sure if I watched it all the way to the end, but again, I'm really looking forward to that. That episode, I'm going to have a guest on as well. That guest is going to be um, local Brighton comedian Martin Huckster. Um, real funny guy. Check him out. Check him out on Twitter. Who is at? I believe it's at Hurley Burley. Um, I'll double check that right now. One second. Oh, this is podcast gold. Hurley underscore Burley, guys. Check him out. Um, real funny guy waiting to see what his thoughts are going to be on this. Um, it's going to be fun to be obviously recording these with other people kind of getting into it discussing it it's not so much going to be me just rambling on it's going to be a bit of a discussion other people might see stuff that i haven't seen like if you guys have seen stuff in these films that i haven't seen or feel differently about these films or feel the same as me please feel free to get in touch on social media Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at CagedInPod or if you want to kick it old school with a little email it's uh, CagedInPod at gmail.com As always, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes listen on Acast, SoundCloud, Stitcher tell your friends about this tell your mum about it um, don't tell my mum about it because I swear a lot and she might think I'm, I'm a, don't know I'm a terrible son. Uh, um, yeah, just just share it, guys. Uh, I imagine, I don't know, people might be a lot more into this when there's films they've actually fucking heard of. Uh, but that's the fun of podcasts, obviously. You go into it, like a lot of interview-based podcasts I've obviously I, I've listened to. I go in, first of all, to the episodes of people I've heard of. And then I go back and listen to the people I haven't heard of. If as obviously if I like the podcast, so if this hopefully guys, um, yeah, if there's a film that you know someone's really into and I cover it at any point, just let them know. Just go, hey man, check out this guy. He's got some stupid and maybe insightful, maybe not so insightful views on a film you really dig. Uh, check it out. So as always, guys. I've been Petrus Patsilavus. I've been caged in. You've been rad. Until we unite again. 
under the glories of Vampire's Kiss. Bye! This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Copa Connections, A Drip Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about Breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.